0: man pastor needs to hear from the lord tonight praise god praise god this morning after service i was speaking with a number and and sister james shared with me that in all her years of living for god she writes down messages titles dates of when messages were preached in her bible of which i have to be careful that i don't repeat myself because she writes it down and she said in all her um, writing and studying and in her bible she she doesn't remember doesn't have it written down recorded in any service that she's been in, I'm sure there's been services that people have preached out of this book, but, and in all her time, uh, she's never heard anyone preach out of the book of Lamentations. There's probably a good reason, because la- the root word of Lamentations is to lament, it's to grieve over your sorrows, to express your grief, and we're the redeemed of the Lord, Amen. and I know we deal with grief and sorrow in this life, but we got the joy of the Holy Ghost, yes. Amen. the Spirit of the Lord walks with us and comforts us, we have the comfort of His Spirit, we have the comfort in knowing that His Word is forever settled in heaven. We have comfort in knowing that He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Yes, amen. Amen. So, we got home this afternoon and I uh, turned to the book of Lamentations and I read all five chapters. And there's a part in Lamentations that my wife and I sing a song that's taken from, and some of it word for word, out of chapter three of Lamentations. So I knew somewhat what I was going to find but it had been a while since I read the entire book of Lamentations but I did today and so just for the record and for Sister James if for nobody else I'm going to take my text from Lamentations chapter 3 so she has something to write in her Bible (laughs) but I did come across something that it just kind of encouraged me in the midst of all the grief and the sorrow and destruction and desolation and all the negativity in the book of Lamentations, because there's not a whole lot of positivity found therein. But I found something positive, so that's what I'm going with tonight. Sometimes when you're surrounded by negativity, all you need is just a little bit of light. Like Brother Piercy said, to recharge the old battery. Every once in a while, you just need to make sure you get a little bit of light. So Lamentations chapter 3, verse number 20. My soul hath them still in remembrance. Everybody say "remembrance, remembrance. And is humbled in me. This, this is the part, babe, that we sing about. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because His compassions, His love, fail not. His mercy fails not. His grace is is sufficient, for they are new every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness. Verse 24, the Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope. There it is, I have hope in Him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for Him. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait for Him to the soul that seeketh Him. It is good that a man should both hope And quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. In the midst of every negative thing around us, I still have hope. (laughs) As bad as it gets, I still have hope. Because my hope is not in this city, in this nation, in this world. But my hope is in Jesus Christ alone. How many have hope in Him tonight? Praise God. I want to title this message from Lamentations chapter 3, Remembering God in the Middle. Remembering God. I feel the Lord moving right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Remembering God in the middle. Will you help me pray that God will talk to us for the next few minutes in this place. God, this is your word. It's forever settled. It's already anointed. I thank you, Lord, for this positive message here tonight. And I pray, God, that you would somehow speak to me and through me. Give us all ears to hear. God, I pray in Jesus' name, encourage somebody in this house in the name of the Lord. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing in honor of the reading of the word. Amen. Lamentations is a book in the Old Testament. It is a book of of poetry. It is considered one of the books. You have the history in the Bible in the Old Testament. You have the prophets. You have major prophets. You have minor prophets. But you also have the books of poetry. And Lamentations is found therein. It is all five of, of lamentation, all five chapters is, is poetry. And you find it's kind of interesting to study, as I studied Lamentations today, the four of the five chapters have 22 verses. Chapters 1, 2, 4, and 5. They all have 22 verses. Interesting, ironic or not, coincidence, don't know, but There are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And so, interesting how the book of Lamentations, four of the chapters have 22 verses. And chapter 3 is basically a three-part chapter, and it has 66 verses. And 66 divided by 3 is 22. Just kind of an interesting little mathematical thing that I was checking it out. I I look for things like that because it's just interesting. Coincidence? Maybe. But I just find it to be kind of interesting to me. Lamentations, though, as a book of poetry was written soon, very soon after uh, the destruction, maybe within a year or so after the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians and the people of Jerusalem were taken, many of which were taken into Babylonian captivity, taken off into Babylon. And Lamentations, we are not 100% sure, but most theologians believe that Lamentation was indeed written by the weeping prophet, the prophet Jeremiah. Amen. And Jeremiah's nickname is the weeping prophet, so there you go. Now you know why there's so much lamenting by a weeper. That would have been a good title too, when weepers lament. Write that down somebody, that's a good one. Might use that down the road. Jeremiah was an eyewitness to the destruction of Solomon's temple. He was there when the Babylonians came in and destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the gates, tore down some walls and took the things out of the temple and took people into captivity. He was there in 587 B.C. when the temple was destroyed. And God allowed it to happen because it was part of the judgment based on the behavior of the people that had disobeyed God and were worshiping false idols. A sick generation during Jeremiah's time, where you had five or six different kings that Jeremiah that were alive during the, the life, at some point of Jeremiah's life, and and he saw the people of Israel, people of Jerusalem. People of God turn to false idols and worship false idols and the, the idols of Baal. And even offer children sacrifices to false idols. Sick, sick generation. And Yet they wonder why bad things happen to Jerusalem when you have people doing horrible things that have turned completely away from God. Jeremiah was called into the ministry and the prophecy to become a prophet around, I believe, 626 years B.C. So that by the time he writes, he writes the book of Lamentations, he's very, very old. Matter of fact, he only lived a couple years after writing the book of Lamentations. God used him to prophesy Talk about how Jerusalem's coming destruction would come, and it did happen, even in his lifetime. Why? Because Israel had forsaken God, left God, turned from God, and began worshiping false gods. The nation had deviated so far from God's laws that they had broken the old covenant. They had broken every concept, every commandment that that, that God had given them to live by. And because they had deviated so far from the law of God and the morality of God, God, there is morality, even though this world, current generation says there's no morality, and there is a there is morality, and even laws themselves are derived from moral concepts and more are moral concepts in this country come from Judeo-Christian concepts and beliefs that are found in the Word of God. Praise God. Yet, God chose to withdraw His blessing in favor. Point number one, if you're paying attention, God will not always bless those who don't keep His commandments. Amen. So Lamentations is a series of Jeremiah's laments. It's Jeremiah, a prophet known as the weeping prophet, expressing his grief and sorrows and unhappiness and and his regrets. He writes things like in chapter 1, when he writes from, again, the perspective. He's writing Lamentations. It's as if he's writing from the perspective of Jerusalem, the entire city, not from an individual. But he says, she, referring to Jerusalem, weepeth sore in the night. He goes on to say, Judah is gone into captivity because of the affliction. He said, the ways of Zion do mourn because none come to the solemn feast and all of her gates are desolate. Her children are gone into captivity before the enemy. He also wrote in chapter 1, the Lord hath trodden underfoot all the mighty men. In the midst of myself. Jeremiah was there when he and he he watches, he observes the destruction of Jerusalem. He sees the people of God taken into captivity. He sees the affliction placed on the people of God. He sees how there are those that are mourning because of those that died in the city Jerusalem. He sees those that are still mourning because Jerusalem is burned with fire. Destroyed and the temple is destroyed and everything within the temple is taken and removed out of the city. He sees how the men are trodden and yet he doesn't give the Babylonians any acknowledgement of their power. Because the entire time you find... Even though this is the city of God, it's David's city. It's the city of David. You find Zion that we preached about last week. He said, the Lord hath trodden underfoot all the mighty men in the midst of me. Why? Have you ever asked that question, why did this happen? Usually the answer is because there's sin in the camp. All right. Usually there's sin in a society. I don't have any good news about our society tonight, other than to say that God can still save them. But we are living in a very sick society. We are living where there are sick people standing on the court, on the on the on the steps of a court building, the highest court of in this land, other than the court of God. Openly taking pills to abortion in public—that's sick. We wonder how it happened. I'm going to tell you how it happened. It didn't happen. They're not the first generation. I don't know. We, should, we always blame the current generation for all their ills. But I'm telling you, you need to go back to mom and dad or grandma or grandpa or great-grandma or great-grandpa. Somewhere back down the line, they messed up. Somewhere back down the line, they turned from God. He said, Zion spreadeth forth her hands, and there is none to comfort her. He said, there's no comfort in Jerusalem. There's none to comfort me. He said, all mine enemies have heard of my trouble, and they are glad that thou hast done it. Jeremiah's like, everybody looks at me as the prophet, and they're glad. All the enemies are laughing and scorning Jerusalem. (laughs) Ha, 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 look what happened to them. He said, the Lord was as, not an enemy. He said, was as an enemy. Like, the enemy couldn't even do these things. He hath swallowed up Israel. He hath swallowed up all her palaces. He hath destroyed his strongholds and hath increased in the daughter of Judah mourning and lamentation. You find he continues on throughout. And I'll just read a couple of them, but probably why he's called the weeping prophet. On one occasion he said, My eyes do fail with tears. A little bit further Jeremiah said, Mine eye runneth down with rivers of water for the destruction of the daughter of my people. Another part in Lamentations, another chapter. Mine eye trickleth down and, and, and it ceaseth not without any intermission. I'm just crying, 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 weeping, 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 because of the condition of Lamentation, of Jerusalem. And so he begins to write in this state of mind. The weeping prophet begins to write and describe. See, now you know why the people don't preach from this. People get quiet like this because there's so much negativity. So don't go to sleep on. Just be, hold on. We'll go, I'll get to some positive here in just a moment. Some of y'all quiet and feel like about to die tonight. Lamentations 1 verse 1. This is how Jeremiah starts it. How doth the city sit solitary? How in the world did we get to this place? How in the world did Jerusalem get to this point? How could this happen that was full of people? And how has she become as a widow? She that was great among the nations and, and princess among the provinces. How is it that she becomes tributary? She weep a sore in the night and her tears are on her cheeks among all her lover she hath none to comfort her and all her friends have dealt treacherously with her they are become her enemies Judah is gone into captivity because of affliction and because of great servitude she dwelleth among the heathen and she findeth no rest this is not a good place to be isn't this exciting wouldn't you want to go to Jerusalem back then all her persecutors overtook her between the straits and the ways of Zion do mourn Hey, Zion's supposed to be a place of praise and worship, and we're on cloud nine, and we're on top of the mountain. But all the ways of Zion do mourn, because none come to the solemn feast. We can't have the feast anymore. We can't celebrate like we did. We can't praise like we used to. We can't worship like we used to. We don't even have a temple to go to. We don't even have a house to go to. We don't even have a city, really. And all her gates are desolate. How did Jerusalem get like this? And then a few verses later in verse 18, Jeremiah answers his question. He said, The Lord is righteous. Preached on that Wednesday night. As I was reading through this, and just everything that we've been preaching the last couple of weeks just kind of unfolded. It's like, oh, we're this all fits together. The Lord is righteous. The Lord is a righteous God. The Lord is a righteous God who only blesses the righteous. The justified. Not the perfect, the justified. Talks about that Wednesday night. For I have rebelled Jerusalem. This is Jerusalem. From their, Jerusalem's perspective. The Lord is righteous. For I, Jerusalem, have rebelled against His commandment. Two verses later in verse 20. Behold, O Lord, for I am in distress... My bowels are troubled. Mine heart is turned within me. For I, Jerusalem, have grievously rebelled. Abroad the sword bereaveth at home. There is as death. The reason this has happened, Jerusalem cries out and says, it's happened because of my rebellion. The Bible says rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. Praise God. God will not bless witchcraft. God will not bless rebellion. Let me just give parents a little nugget. If your child is trying to be rebellious, you need to not spare the rod and spoil the child. You need to find something. We like wooden spoons around our house because the rod. Of, if you exercise the rod of correction, it will drive that rebellious spirit far from them. Hello, and here's the other thing, parent. I'm just going. I'm just going to be. Maybe it's going to be pastoring tonight. You don't want rebellion in your house. You better make sure you keep it a clean house. I was reading this week about the man from Gadarene, the man that called Legion. Jesus crosses over the ship, crosses over the sea. They go on the east side, and the man comes to him, Legion, and God delivers him. He sets him, sets him free, but before he does, the demons say, Hey, 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 we, we, we need a place to go. The demons said, we want to go into the pig. They asked to go into the pigs. What that tells me, hear this, is that the demonic forces are always looking for an unclean vessel. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, said, I feel the Holy Ghost, right? The uh, the spirit, the, the, the spirits of this world, the demonic spirits, they're not greater than us. We're greater than they are. Right. Yeah, greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. Yeah. 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 Amen. But let me tell you, the unclean spirits are looking for an unclean vessel to habitate. They said, let us go into the pigs. Why? Because they need to go and find an unclean vessel to habitate. So if you're dealing with an unclean spirit, it's probably because you have an unclean house. You need a clean house. Mom's, dad's, it's okay to go through your house and plead the blood of Jesus. I think it's okay to go through your house and anoint every room and every bedroom and say this is the house of God. This is where God abides. This is where the Spirit of God dwells. I rebuke anything that would come against the people of God in Jesus' name. I plead the blood over the mantle. I plead the blood over the doorposts of this house. Praise God. That's how you deal with rebellion. You, you clean house. Right. Oh, hallelujah. That wasn't in my nose. That's good stuff. Unclean spirits need an unclean vessel. Let us go to the pigs. Then you had the people that came out. Hey, hey, hey. They, they sent Jesus away. Why? You killed the pigs. It's so The demons went into the pigs, the pigs ran and ran over, jumped right over a cliff, down into the water, and they drowned. Demons went and found another unclean vessel. You know where they probably went? Probably those people in the city because they wanted Jesus to leave. Why? Okay, because you're trying to clean house. We don't want that. You know what Jesus was willing to do? He was willing to deliver somebody that wanted to be clean. Not enough demons in hell could keep the man called Legion away from Jesus. He came to where Jesus was. Why? I want to be set free. I want to be clean. The only reason the people that came out of the city to where Jesus was was because he killed their pigs. Hey, you need to get out of here. We like our uncleanliness. God help. And all those demons got plenty of other places to go too then. Well, hallelujah. Man, that's good stuff right there. I hope we're recording that. I might buy my own tape. But Jeremiah answers the question. The reason Jerusalem Jerusalem got to this point is because we rebelled. We the city, not Jeremiah, he didn't rebel, he was a prophet of God, he was holy, he was righteous, but the city, the people had turned from God, the kings had turned from God, they were doing sick, even offering their children to false idols, sick, 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 I can't even imagine. We're living in a sick generation today, they would like nothing more than to take your kids and offer them to false idols. It's dangerous to forget the Lord. Jeremiah lived in a generation that they had forgotten the Lord. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. My people are destroyed. Destroyed. For lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. You find at the end of Lamentations chapter 5, verse 22, you'll find the reason. Here it is. Rejection. The people of Jerusalem was rejected because of their rejecting of God's commandments. They forgot His commandments. They turned away from God. And if you reject God, He'll reject you. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. And that... Thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy, here it is, children. Because you forgot the law. You see, the reason the people like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, the reason they ended up in captivity in Babylon is because there were some moms and dads that forgot the Lord. These three... Three Hebrew young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three young men, it didn't have to be there. You know what? I don't really believe they had to be in Babylonian captivity. Had a mom and dad or grandma and grandpa been consistent and faithful to God and faithful to the house of God and faithful in their belief, and had there been some kings and princes and people in leadership, said, hey, ask for this house, as for truth. We're going to worship the one true God. They wouldn't have had to go through all that. We look at some of these children in this generation, we wonder why they're so messed up and their families are so messed up. I can tell you, you probably look, there's somebody that rejected God back down the back up the road somewhere. They look at ancestry.com, somebody rejected. Now they're having to pay the price. Again, Sister James, this is why nobody preaches from Lamentations. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 12 beware lest thou forget the Lord. Why? Because you're going to be lamenting. If you forget the Lord, you're going to have grief and sorrow. And, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve Him, and shalt swear by His name. You shall not go after other gods, of the gods of the people which are round about you. But Jerusalem did. And look what happened. Lamentations. Judges 2 and 10, and also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. It's very dangerous to forget the Lord and the commandments and statutes of the Lord. Proverbs 3 and 1, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck and write them upon the table of thine heart. The problem with Jerusalem was they did none of that. They forgot the law. They did not keep the commandments. Their days were numbered because of such. They forgot the mercy and truth of God. They did not bind them around their neck. Matter of fact, they were worshiping false idols. and They forgot. Proverbs 4 and 5, get wisdom, get understanding, and forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Deuteronomy 4 and 9, O oh, take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest thy depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. I don't want to forget. Take heed unto yourselves, Deuteronomy 4, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord which He made with you. Jeremiah made reference that the people turned from God. They forgot the Lord. They did not keep His commandments. They did not keep His covenant. It was in our text. They failed the covenant. They failed. There was an agreement that God said, If you'll obey me, if you'll keep my commandments, I will not forget you. If you don't forsake me, I'll never forsake you. You say well, the Bible says he'll never forsake. He says, "I've never seen the righteous forsaken." That's it. He, you've never seen the righteous forsaken, but you'll see the unrighteous forsaken. Right. Hello. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Why did God? Why did God leave me this? Because probably some unrighteousness. Well, Pastor, you're not being very understanding. I'm trying to wake somebody up tonight. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor His seed, the seed of the righteous. It's the seed of the unrighteous that are left to their own devices. But since we're clothed with His righteousness, He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll bless us and He'll bless our children. Why? Because of your righteousness. Righteousness. And I'm not talking about the righteousness that's filthy rags, the righteousness of God in your life. You're justified by the blood of the Lamb that they sang about. Thank God for the blood. Praise God. And so, Lamentations, all five chapters, after reading all five chapters today, that express grief and heartache and sorrow and pain and suffering from the city of Jerusalem from their perspective after reading about how the people of God had turned from God and had been rejected, I find right smack dab in the middle of lamentations, in the middle of all the sorrow, in the middle of all the suffering, in the middle of all the heartache. Still writing from the perspective of Jerusalem, My soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. They were taken away in captivity, but not completely consumed or destroyed. There was a comeback that came back. I said there was a comeback that came back. Because, of his, compass- because his compassions fell not, they are new every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness. Jerusalem's disobedience brought desolation. But when you remember the Lord, He will always remember you. You may find yourself in a situation tonight that you are, have been so far from God that you have disobeyed the Word of God that you have committed so much sin in your life and you feel like you are so far from God, here's what I've come to tell you. You need to remember God in the middle of your lamentation. In the middle of your grief, you need to remember God. In the middle of your sorrow, you need to remember who God is. You need to remember there's still hope in Christ. You need to remember His mercies are new every morning. You need to remember that His grace will always be sufficient. I've come to preach to somebody in this house in the middle of your lamentation. You need to remember the Lord. Somebody give Him praise right now. In the middle of destruction and despair, city of Jerusalem is laid waste. People are taken into captivity, and yet in the very middle of lamentation, Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, says, our hope, we still have a hope because our hope is in Him. In the middle of my lamentation, I remember Christ. In the middle of your trial, remember the Lord. In the middle of your struggle, in your situation, remember the Lord. In the book of Luke, we read the story of the crucifixion of Christ. Chapter 23 of Luke, he portrays, he paints the picture of Calvary for us. And he says, one of the malefactors, one of the the criminals, one of the felons of that day, which were hanged, nailed, crucified, one on one side and one on the other of Jesus Christ. Saying, one said, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. Verse 40, but the other answered, rebuking him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, we, des- we, we, we deserve this. We, we rejected the law. We disobeyed the law. We did this to ourselves. That's why Jeremiah was telling Jerusalem, y'all did this. Y'all brought this on yourself." Thou art in the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he says, and he said to Jesus, Jesus, Lord. First off, he calls him by name, Jesus. And then he acknowledges who he is, Jesus. Lord, remember me. When thou comest into thy kingdom right here in the middle of life on this earth and eternity on the other side there was still there was even a thief on a cross that said remember me somewhere that guy had heard who Jesus was and he says Jesus lord I remember who you are. You don't deserve, you've done nothing, you are perfect. You've done nothing to deserve this this fate of being crucified. So will you remember me? And what did Jesus say? He said, verily I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Hey, since you remembered me, I'm going to remember you. What I'm trying to tell somebody tonight is in the very midst of your struggle, in the midst of your sin, you need to turn to Jesus and remember Him. His mercies are from everlasting to everlasting. His grace is sufficient. He can still deliver and heal and save. Psalms 106 and 4, and I'm closing. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that Thou... Bearest unto the people. Oh, visit me with thy salvation. Remember me. Remember God in the middle. Of your story. Somebody come and play. Give them hope. Reminded of the story of the prodigal son. Who wasted away his Inheritance, he wasted away the blessings of the Lord in his life. He went and wasted everything that he had. Riots is living, the Bible said. He rejected He, he didn't follow his, the commandments. He, he, he rebelled. He went off and did his own thing. And some people will just say, he gets what he deserves. You reap what you sow. Famine in the land, and he's out there. Jesus is telling the story, and he says he ends up eating. You ready? Because he's an unclean person. He's out there with an unclean pig. That unclean spirit fell right at home. The Bible says, Jesus telling those around him, Jesus said, "Uh, But he came. To himself. He remembered the Lord. In the middle. Before I was rebellious, but now I'm going to go be obedient. I left with my inheritance. I was somebody, but I'm okay just to be a servant in my father's house. part of me asks the question could it be that Jerusalem had to be laid waste and the temple destroyed and all those evil people taken into bondage and captive by the Babylonians to get him out of Jerusalem because just a few hundred years later there's going to be a man born in Bethlehem named Jesus and he's going to make his way to Jerusalem and he's going to Drive out the money changers, and he's going to say, "Hey, we got to clean house because Holy Ghost's getting ready to be poured out." But I wonder, in His ultimate plan, He said, "I need to start cleaning house. And while I'm cleaning house, I'm not going to destroy it completely. There's going to be a few people that are going to remember Me." somebody that like Jeremiah that's going to remember It's going to be somebody that's going to come on the scene after captivity there's going to be an Ezra that's going to say hey let's rebuild the temple there's going to be a Nehemiah that's going to come back and say hey let's rebuild the walls there's going to be some people that will remember the Lord and say as for me and my house we're going to worship the Lord we're going to live for God we're going to serve the Lord there's going to be somebody that will remember God in the middle of all this let's stand together i wonder if there's somebody tonight you're going through a life maybe you've been dealing with a lifetime of grief and sorrow and pain and suffering i just believe this with all my heart that if you'll turn to the lord he'll turn to you i just believe like jeremiah said in the middle of all that lamentation of all the negativity he said i still have hope because His mercies are from everlasting to everlasting. (laughs) There's still a God that has everything under control. He allowed everything to happen. A lot of the other stuff that's happened, we even brought it on ourselves. But oh, we still have a friend in Jesus. So I wonder if anybody's been dealing with grief and sorrow and you feel like you're living a life of lamentation tonight. Can I tell you there's still hope for you if you'll just call on the Lord in the very middle of your lamentation. In the middle of your grief, in the middle of your sorrow, you can lift up your hands and say, Jesus, I need you. I need some mercy. I need some hope. I need some grace. Oh, I feel the Spirit of the Lord moving in this place right now. I feel like God wants to help somebody in this place. If you'll just call on His name. If you'll turn to Him, He wants to turn to you. If you'll remember the Lord, He'll remember you tonight but you've got to come to yourself. You've got to remember and turn to Him. I want to open these altars for just a couple minutes tonight. Is there anybody that will say, God, I'm turning to you in the middle of this trial or the middle of the storm? in the middle of grief and sorrow and suffering and not everything's gone my way. May have been my fault. May not have even been my fault. May have been someone back down the road's fault. But God, I'm remembering you. I'm turning to you. I'm going to trust in you because my hope is in you. God, I need some mercy and grace in my life. and I'm praying and asking for some things out of your mercy, out of your goodness. God, there were those in the Bible that turned to you. You remembered Noah turn to you. You remembered him in Genesis 8. Genesis 19. You remembered Abraham in Genesis 30. God you remembered Rachel. Opened up her room in Exodus. You remembered Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. You remembered Samson and Judges. You even remembered Hannah and Samuel and gave her a son. Oh, remember. Remember us God. We remember you.